Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to yet another episode of the BTP Podcast. I'm joined, as always, with Daniel Mulligan. How's it going, my man? What up, my man, buddy? How's it going? How are you? Good to hear your voice. It's been a while. We've been super busy with a lot of things here, and I'm sure you're there as well. So life is absolutely great. I'm actually getting on the road these days a lot more frequently than I used to. So we're getting out of that, you know, uh, pandemic lockdown mode, basically. So I'm pretty excited. I've already actually started a lot of my trips. Although these days, for the sake of not having to deal with major problems, I actually keep most of my trips much shorter than usual. So if I used to stay in any country for like one month and a half, now it's like more like a week or two to make sure that there's not going to be any major problems. But fortunately, we're seeing gradually the world is opening up. And uh, thanks to, uh, you know, a widespread uh, vaccination, basically. So that's a very good news for people like us who are always on the road and uh, who don't want to just deal with the hassles of having to go through these uh, BS checkups and bring your, uh, I don't know, results. And now we have things like, you know, uh, vaccination passports and so on, which are pretty good, although it's a little bit political, but very good. This is definitely going to, you know, accelerate the process of moving around and uh, just uh, it's going to open up the borders and uh, make it easier. So I'm pretty happy about that one. And life is great on my side. How about you, man? How are things? I literally uh, was shocked when I saw uh, a couple of photos you sent me yesterday about you mining Bitcoin with those fancy devices, man. So what's the story, man? <laughs> well, yeah, oh, actually, I'm actually mining Ethereum. But yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It was one of those things that I picked up during the the pandemic, essentially. Uh, yeah, it's, Dude, it's I, I mean, don't know. You should probably, I don't know, maybe on your uh, Instagram page or something, you should probably share it. That stuff looked really, like, it was crazy, man. It didn't even look... <laughs> like a normal thing you have in the back. Like it, it seems super fancy as if like you have like this know, laboratory right? dedicated entirely <laughs> to cryptocurrency mining or something. It was pretty cool. I mean, maybe you should later check, uh, check it out, guys. Uh, I can go to yeah. his Instagram, see some of the photos. It's really fun. So how long has it been since you've been mining? Yeah, I'll drop those photos in the show notes too, just, just because we talked about it. Uh, yeah, it's been, I think it's been since um, uh, late February, uh, something like that. Yeah, it's been wow, going so for, you are a late starter. It hasn't been yeah. like more than, you know, it's no. been like uh, four or five months or something. Yeah, I know. It hasn't been that long. And um, honestly, at that point, I was trying to pick up a project um, and I was looking at, okay, what's out there? And I've done this, I've done that. I want to do that later. It's going to be a lot of time. And then I came across this one. I was like, you know what? Why not do this? I haven't uh, done this for so long. It's, it's, it's a good time to pick it up. And I did, and I was like, you know what? It's also a good passive income uh, kind of thing. So, I mean, but, but I'm not- seriously, like, I'm not... actually, let's talk about the income aspect of it. Yep. I mean, uh, I don't know about things in Canada. Are there any taxations, by the way, for any mining, or you're not going to be taxed? Yeah, so uh, not for mining per se. Uh, I suppose if you sell it in, in, in a form of cash, then uh, it might be. But I have no intention of selling any, so I'm, I'm not actually selling any of them. So, in that so sense, no tax sure, no. for the Canadian government. So you guys better no. back off. <laughs> yeah, no, I These mean, guys, as long unfortunately, as... tax people a lot. I mean, they're, they're like Europeans. They tax a lot. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, that's true. But uh, on the other hand, they only tax their own currency, as far as I know. Like, uh, I mean... So there's when... no... Uh, it's not like the U.S. where your basically crypto wallet is also subject to taxation. It's not like that yet in Canada. Yeah, so I'm not too, too sure. Like whoever listening in Canada, don't take this as advice, to be honest with you. But I'm pretty sure if you hold it as that currency, no. But if you do sell it, then you have to, uh, well, you have to. So, if so, for example, let's say you bought $100,000. Well, I mean, that's a long, 
large sum, but let's say you bought $100,000 worth of whatever, Bitcoin, let's say, and then you sold it, and yeah, now you're 120. So it, it, it's similar to stock markets. I, I oh, suppose yes, you added value to, and yeah. all that, profit. So yeah, that I think, yeah, exactly. I think that, that still stays the same, but mining, they don't like, um, I don't know, or technically that's pure profit, I suppose, but on the I other see. hand, it's not really, and, and it's not, so my project is not that massive to be extremely noticeable well now i'm talking about it i guess it's public but <laughs> either way I, I, when i if i but if, you, you share those photos people are going to change their mind man, i'm telling you <laughs> no but if i if I, I to be absolutely honest if i do sell it i'm going to declare it in my uh, tax returns no doubt but i have absolutely no intention of selling it that's the culture of Canada. These guys just love their government. They are so peaceful. They, they, they share all the, like, this is what I made and here's my tax and I'm going to pay some extra for the sake of the community. Love the government of Canada. Yeah, that's right. I don't love Very the taxes, nice. to be honest with you. Absolutely do not love the taxes. But, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, I see. And one thing is going to be, like, profitable, do you think, in Canada, given the cost of the equipment, the electricity, and so on? Oh, yeah. So, thankfully, I had some of my equipments uh, from ways back. And uh, the other ones that I added on uh, along the road, uh, it, I managed to get at, at a very decent prices. So yeah, those those. Oh are... man! So shopping them, I don't know, Black Friday something, you get like ninety yeah. percent off on something and start mining that stuff. Uh, yeah, it wasn't particularly like ninety percent off, but yeah, I got a uh, I got a few good deals uh, here and there. Um, and, and you know how they're very rare these days. So and you, if, right. you, if you can even get it at MSRP, it's I think it's fairly fairly good price. Uh, but awesome. but yeah, so the costs costs are weren't too high, and, and electricity uh, is not uh, too bad. Actually, I don't pay electricity at my place specifically, so it's kind of included. Oh, so you're <laughs> renting now, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I rent. And Dude, I don't that's like the that's like a miner's dream come true. Awesome. <laughs> exactly. I mean, again, although I'm not sure about your landlord, probably he's not going to be very. <laughs> well, happy no, no, no. My landlord doesn't pay either. It's it's so the condominium entirely is basically paying one utility, uh, for everybody basically. And awesome. and again, my project is not so so big that it would cost. Like if I were to pay it, um, it would probably add. I don't know, approximately less than 50 Canadian dollars uh, per month. It oh, too okay. Much. I got it. That's right. Pretty well. Yeah. Pretty well. But overall, nice, nice, uh, you know, thing. And I hope uh, you're going to succeed and uh, you can later on, later on share with us exactly sure. what happened and uh, how the whole thing went out. Oh, yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll, we'll have episodes on that for whoever's interested. Uh, today, nice. though, we're talking about something slightly different. Uh, actually, we can relate it to anything. Actually, I thought about relating it to two things already. So it's basically minimalism versus luxury. Uh, let's uh, let's define them first, I guess, for those who don't know. Oh, luxury, I think everybody knows. But uh, let's define minimalism for those who might not have heard of it. Uh, can That's you... right. Well, yeah. very nice. Of course, uh, the word itself is uh, self-explanatory. It comes from sure. the word minimal, meaning living uh, basically uh, uh, your life in a way that you just spend enough to meet all of your basic needs without any money spent on things that are not absolutely necessary. So, of course, what is truly necessary it is really uh, subjective, I guess. It depends on who you are, your background, and so on. However, I think that in the end, it really comes down to you living uh, kind of like, you know, below your means as much as possible to make sure that your life is sustainable and you're not having a, you know, a lot of basically uh, consumption at the end of the month, basically, which is called minimalism. Now, there are various types of minimalism. Some are really extremist types. 
uh, where they have to just, you know, literally they have to live in a cave somewhere or something. In that situation, Jeez. yeah, probably it's going to be weird. But ultimately, it's about living below your means, trying to save as much as possible. So the focus in that lifestyle is much more about spending less. And in a luxury lifestyle, it's much more about making more. So these are two very different approaches to life. Those who are on the you know, luxury lifestyle category, they don't believe in not spending. Uh, basically, they believe in spending more, but they have to focus uh, on earning more as well. And those who are on the minimalistic side, their focus is mainly on spending less. So they tend to spend their time in life basically in very different ways. And they end up having very different lifestyles. So that's what, you know, uh, we, we're talking about minimalism versus uh, luxury lifestyle. Basically, of course, luxury, we already know what that means. And there is pretty much no limit to how luxury your life can get. Yeah. Uh, and when it comes to minimalism, however, there are some basic limits. I mean, you really can uh, have, you, you can literally go on so many few meals per week, right? So you can, you can there's, a li there's a bottom limit. Uh, but when it comes to luxury, there's actually, you know, the sky's the limit, really, basically. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, okay, so I actually thought about a few things to relate to whatever we said before. Now, uh, let's go back to your, so you were telling you're back on the road, you're traveling and, uh, uh, you know, and, and you were saying uh, you're, you're on the road a lot, so you don't stay for long periods of time, um, particularly. Uh, and I was thinking, actually, you know, a, a minimalist uh, luggage would actually help a lot. <laughs> oh, well, unfortunately, I, I, I always travel uh, with two luggages. Uh, uh, that's okay. one of the problems that I have, basically. Now, uh, generally, that's not a big deal. Uh, it's my habit, basically. I rarely travel with one luggage, mainly two luggages, uh, because I tend to stay, as I mentioned earlier, usually. Of course, now the pandemic has changed that. Uh, but mm -hmm. before the pandemic, I rarely stay in any place less than three weeks to a month, uh, basically. So I need to have more clothes, some you know, for business, some for you know, going out and so on, some you know, for the gym. For that reason, I rarely travel with only one luggage. So I do not travel minimalistically. I got to be honest with you, you know, right now because <laughs> okay, it's just enough. not possible for me, quite frankly. And I have a lot of devices and I don't know, multiple phone, uh, basically uh, phone, uh, phones and uh, both Androids and iPhones for different countries. So it's kind of hard to put it all in one mm -hmm. luggage and just call it a minimalistic. Let's go, man. I just got this tiny little uh, luggage here. That is not for me, unfortunately, but. I sometimes look at these people who are traveling with like a, you know, light luggage and like, dude, these guys really, it's so much easier that way, I guess, for these guys. Right. Oh, yeah. And uh, generally it's their style. But for me, unfortunately, I tend to be on the heavy luggage type, basically. So if I'm not flying business, then I should always pay extra for basically the, uh, the luggage. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now. Uh, so, okay. The reason I mentioned this is, uh, so I don't know to me, like I know some people adapt luxury or minimalism as a way of life very generally. Mm -hmm. So basically applying it to all aspects. But for me, I think, uh, you know, as Jocko would, Jocko Willink would say, it's a, there's, for me, there's a dichotomy. Like there are some things that I absolutely go minimalistic, for example, and, and this is not by any philosophy or anything. It's just by happenstance. Now that I'm thinking about it, for example, travel. Now I'm not saying I'm going to go with a fanny pack, I'm not that minimalistic, but I'm relatively minimalistic, let's say, compared to average. Uh, and that is, like, I go with as little, uh, you know, luggage as possible, maybe a backpack and a small suitcase. That would be, that would be, I mean, I, also, I'm not going on, you know, these uh, kind of uh, travels that you do, you know, I don't need that much stuff. Uh, so I, my point is that I think it 
it's it's very area dependent for me personally. In Absolutely. some areas, I'm fairly minimalistic, and I, I'm so so. For example, I have three monitors. That's absolutely not minimalistic. <laughs> I'm pretty sure when it comes to tech, you're definitely not a minimalist. No. I mean, take a look at that photo, guys, in the show notes. You'll see that that is not minimalism at all. Yeah, no, it's, that's, that's what I mean. Like, so I think it's- Three monitors just in that frame. Just look around the house. You're going to find another four or five display somewhere else. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, the TV is separate, obviously. No, but- that's right. <laughs> no, but so, so do you see it this way? Uh, as well, or is it uh, again? You, you mm. see, that's what you said. It's about lifestyle, man. You are definitely mm-hmm. not minimalistic when it comes to. Uh, this is what I, you know, what, what I think about you. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure you are not minimalistic when it comes to technology or yeah, no. even education. Because I mean, uh, for example, if you have a huge desire for learning a lot of new things, you're not a minimalist. Minimalist says, right. you know, I got my Bible. I got my Bible, and that's all <laughs> the thing I'll ever need for my life. I'm gonna read the Bible all the time. That's the only book I need. So if you're one of those, yeah, that's called minimalism regarding education, right? The Bible, the Bible is all the information. God knows all, I got the book. Yeah, so it has all the information from 10,000 years ago until now, right? Of Good. course, of course. And that's the only one I will ever need. So that's going to be basically, you know, uh, educational minimalism, if you will, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. people who are like that will live very differently, right? And not that there's anything wrong with that, of course. We respect no. people of all faiths and beliefs. It's just that someone who lives that way will have a very different life than someone like Pujas who, I don't know, loves technology, reads a lot and, you know, uh, pursues his education abroad, right? So these mm-hmm. are the, you know, these people are going to have very different lifestyles, right? So minimalism is relative. But usually when people talk about luxury, they only talk about one aspect of which is, you know, the money and all that stuff, right? But in fact, luxury can be literally defined depending on how you live. For example, one of the biggest luxuries, we actually talked about this issue not long ago in one of our programs. Uh, generally, luxury can be seen in a variety of you know, ways. Yes, when we say the luxury, people think of, I don't know, Chanel and, for example, you know, Louis Vuitton and super expensive you know, cars and so on, because they are looking at luxury from a consumerist perspective, right? Or from a, uh, you know, a vanity point of view, right? Oh, show off and all that stuff. But luxury could be seen as you having enough time every morning to go for a jog without having to rush to work because, you know, you are working, you know, running your own business. You can actually dedicate a couple hours in the morning for, you know, some jogging without having to worry about uh, the traffic, right? That's a luxury. And I think that for me personally, as you probably know, that's one of my luxuries that I have every day. And I value that a lot more than, I don't know, having to always, you know, be in a super fancy car. So if you told me, Dan, I'm going to give you right now a lifestyle where you can drive a fancy car every single day, or you can have that one hour in the morning for, you know, jogging and, you know, uh, somehow meditation or something like this, I will pick the second one because that for oh, me absolutely. is a lot more valuable, right? Mm-hmm. Which is why we should look at minimalism and luxury in different contexts. The, the, by default, it's about, you know, uh, vanity, buying stuff, large homes, I don't know, cool, fancy travels and whatnot. But even when it comes to travel, I'm actually really not a fan of most people, what, what, we call, you know, what people call traveling. I don't know, you book a, I don't know, a three-day stay in a super fancy hotel. Mm. You go there and you're there for three days and that's it. That's not traveling. I, when I'm traveling, I want to be there. I want to, I want to feel the country. I want to speak its language. I want to know the culture. I want to be, and, you know, be there for a, at least three weeks to you know, one month, one month and a half to fully immerse myself in their culture. And that is a, it's a form of luxury which sometimes can actually cost a lot less than your super fancy five-star hotel travels, right? So mm. it really, I think, depends on our value in life. Uh, if it, uh, you know, comes squarely about, you know, just the money and all that, yeah, it's just about minimalism means you spend less money. 
and luxury means you spend more money. But we have different types of luxuries and different types of luxuries bring different types of, you know, uh, for example, experiences in life, which is why we should look at this issue uh, somehow subjectively and divide it into different groups of luxuries and different groups of minimalism. It could be extremely wealthy and drive fancy cars and, you know, drive, get a private jet, but be financially minimalistic or sorry, be uh, educationally minimalistic or be physically minimalistic. Uh, this means that you do not take care of your body, for example. You don't have time to learn new things. And all you think about is to make more money. And at the end of the week, they say, well, I'm going to go to church, have a good time. I got my Bible. That's all I need. So this is one lifestyle. This guy lives a very, very high quality luxury you know, lifestyle in terms of how he spends his money. But in terms of education and in terms of health, this person is minimalistic because he has no time for, I don't know, building good shape or improving, you know, uh, perhaps his or her, uh, her knowledge, right? Uh, at the same time, you could have a college kid who has a lot of time in the world for, you know, building a good shape and learning a lot of things, but might not have enough money for traveling or buying, you know, things, right? So mm -hmm. generally, I personally, as I've already mentioned, I'm not generally a fan of luxury in its traditional sense, because luxury generally is pretty much about showing off, right? Look at me, look at what I got. And I personally believe that people who try to show off with wealth, especially nowadays, thanks to social media, it's become even more popular. I don't know. You get your, you show off your, you know, driving your Lambo. Uh, you take a photo with this, you know, cool thing you got. Oh, I'm the yacht in here. Or yeah, uh, I'm an accountant, uh, a junior accountant in this company that I hate, but I'm traveling all the time. Take a look at my photos. So right. these are the things that people tend to show off with, which I'm against because I really believe that that can only develop, uh, you know, resentment among those who are less financially fortunate. And ironically, it's not even necessary because the problem with showing up with money is this. Money can be transferred to you without you doing anything. You can just inherit that money. You can just win it in the lottery, right? And trying to show off with money, and let's be honest, I'm just gonna just totally fake, right? Just downright, you just, you know, rent a Lambo for two days exactly. with your entire month's salary, and then you start showing off to create a course on how they can become wealthy. Well, if you want to look at it, you know, basically as a business point of view, no problem. I mean, you're a scammer, no problem. You're just going to put your uh, month of salary you earned working at McDonald's to, you know, take a couple of videos for two days and then create an online course, how to become rich. Yeah, you could do that. It, it's not necessarily an ethical approach to, you know, making money, but it is one way to do it. And unfortunately, a lot of people who are on social media, you know, uh, do these kind of things, unfortunately. But in reality, I believe that there are far better ways to show off than just buying luxury. The best of which, of course, is who you are. I think who you are and how valuable you are and how much contribution you can make to society are far better signs of how worthy you are than how much money you got. There are many people around this world who are not millionaires or billionaires, but who are making great contributions or who have great abilities that can make them stand out. And I think focusing on who you are and your abilities will be a lot more effective means of trying to perhaps show your worth. I think everybody really, nobody's, no one's going to say like, yeah, I want to say thing. I'm, I'm a piece of shit. No one's going to say that. The need for self-esteem is a basic need. It's part of the, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Everybody wants to feel that sense of self-esteem. Everybody wants to feel good about themselves. I am someone. And of course, when that feeling disappears, we have things like depression, suicidal thoughts, and so on. So everybody has to have a self-esteem. Everybody has to feel good about themselves. And the feedback we get from others definitely does matter. But in the end, you can do that by buying fake Gucci's and pretending to be someone you're not. 
Or you can simply do it by showing how great you are when it, when it comes to painting or how such a great thinker you are or how such a great athlete you are or how fast you can run or I don't know how well you perform on the stage when you do your you know, theatrical plays. There are many ways for us to show our worth. And I think the worst way to show our worth is by money because that is probably uh, uh, the, it accomplishes the exact opposite. When a person says, check out my cash. Oh, I got 200 thousand in my hand it's all by the way like one dollar bills or something that's when it looks so big in front of the camera oh look at all these bills in my hand oh i'm so rich well what that person's trying to say is look at me i'm good please tell me i'm good and please love me that's like the intention behind that right or alternatively look at this i grew up in filth i came from a shitty background but now i'm rich so i'm newly rich and i feel i have a serious complex so whatever you do the impact of that will ultimately be negative. Those are like, who is this idiot, man? Oh, gosh. And sometimes this behavior actually attracts the wrong types of attention. Think criminals who say, oh, this guy's got something. Where's his location? Mm, I see. Or if you're working in business, the tax, uh, basically, auditors. Oh, wait a minute. Let me check this guy's IRS report. Ah, this guy reported only $30,000 of income, but this guy's driving a Lambo. Oh, we're going to go for a new audit. So basically, you end up accomplishing the exact opposite of what you hope for by trying to show off with money. On the other hand, imagine you show off by your ability to play chess. I'm the world's best chess player. No one can take that away from you. I show off with my ability to paint well, and I share my photos on Instagram of, of how such a great painter I am. Well, no one can take that away from you. But money could be stolen from you, man. It could be taken away from you, and it could simply be faked or just got, you know, in order to become great, you know, a chess master, you got to put in the effort, but it can be rich overnight without working so much. In order to become a great painter, you got to put in a lot of, lot of, you know, hours into this to actually reach mastery. And once you get there, nobody can take it away from you, right? That's not the same with money, which is why I am vehemently against uh, luxury, especially the way that we use to show off. It just, first of all, based on my estimation, most of the people who do show off with money generally aren't either that rich or even if they are that rich mm -hmm. they probably are lowering their value in the eyes of other people and but most luxuries are not purchased i i actually had a post about this a while ago and i actually looked at those around me those whose net worths exceeded a hundred million dollars and those who are like in a couple million and you'll see that as the net worth comes down luxury goes up and as net worth goes up the luxury comes down so the guy whose net worth is more than 100 million, you don't see him flashing cool stuff. And even if he has cool stuff, he doesn't show it to anybody. He just, maybe some guys really love to drive a Lamborghini, right? This is like, he's a car, uh, you know, nerd, right? He drives his Lambo, but you're never gonna see that photo on his Instagram, right? And the guy who has, his entire wealth is $3 million, uh, gets himself, I don't know, into trouble by buying two luxury cars and being under debt for many years, right? Which is why I really consider that approach to you know luxury to be extremely uh basically uh uh probably a great uh, way to show how pathetic you feel and how empty your life is from the inside because those who really have the money they don't really do it and those who do it in most cases probably don't have that much money so just brings you know the whole dilemma back in the, you know the spotlight and uh how ineffective this approach really is yeah that that makes a lot of sense and um i was thinking about uh, you know what I am in this sense, uh, as you were talking, and I think by default, uh, 
uh, I am a minimum. I think that might be true of everybody. I don't know, but at least me, I think by default, I'm generally minimalistic and then I pick and choose. So for example, as you said, technology, education, health are definitely, I'm not, I'm not shy to spend as much as necessary on those three. So yeah, I, I can't think of anything else that is valuable to me personally right now. I mean, I haven't thought about it too long, but right now that uh, I'm, I'm uh, non-minimalistic, maybe a little bit luxury about it. Do you have any areas that you spend a, a lot of time, attention, money perhaps on beside, I don't know, let's say travel? <laughs> and of course. Health? Well, yeah. you mentioned the first one. By the way, I don't believe if you spend money on things you're passionate about, that is not, you know, showing off. That is mm. not, you know, uh, luxurious consumption. It's just because of your passion. I right. told you even, uh, even if you have a Lamborghini, if you really are crazy, I, I know I have some friends who are crazy about cars, man. It's like, man, check out this, mm, check out the sound, man. It's so fucking cool, right? So right. you see these guys and they talk about these things, right? This guy, if he really spends money on Lambo, even though it's expensive, that is not a luxury consumption because this guy's passionate. You see, mm. I consider luxury consumption to be done solely with the purpose of impressing other people, including buying things you don't really believe in, but you feel they get you that attention. And that is the real. So it's really all about the intention. Bill Gates loved cars. Bill Gates has a huge collection of cars from the very beginning of his, you know, his career. He still does. He's got many garages full of luxury cars, but not a single person on earth knows that. And not a single magazine has ever shown him driving one of these cars. He intentionally avoids that. You see, this guy is one of the richest men in the world. He's, unfortunately, right now, he's not the richest at this moment. Uh, but still, the point is this. This guy loved cars. And when he bought these cars, it wasn't for showing off. It was because he's, you know, he's just quite crazy about these things, right? The same thing goes with anything else. You can spend money on, you know, and spend big bucks on things you really are passionate about. But the question is, what is your intention? When I'm traveling, first of all, I don't even actually post a lot of these, oh, I'm here, I'm there, these location things people often do who don't mm -hmm. travel that much. And number two, I don't even announce uh, you know, recently that much. Why? Because when I'm traveling, I'm not doing that to say, oh, yeah, I'm traveling, check, check this out. Because I, for, for me personally, that's like a lifestyle, right? The other thing uh, maybe I spend money on is perhaps uh, clothing and accessories. And again, that's purely because of a personal interest. Not right. because I want to say, oh, I spend money on a lot of these brands. No, because I mm -hmm. like this. Because I believe that most men dress like shit, and I don't like that. And I think that men should change their approach towards dressing. And if I could be a role model and help other men to change their style of dressing and pay a little bit more attention, not to dress like their grandpas, maybe that'll be a good thing. <laughs> but that's just for me personally, right? It's just a personal passion. But I have zero interest in things like luxury cars or luxury brands or, I don't know, oh, check this out. Oh, I got this cool watch in here. Yeah, I will have a decent watch, a couple of them, but that's it. It's not just, you know, to say, oh, check this out, by the way. Oh, what time is it, uh, ma'am? Oh, that's right. It is 30 minutes to Rolex. Good seeing you. So <laughs> that's not going to be like, I mean, that's just so pathetic when I hear these things. So I'm vehemently against those types of luxuries, pretty much almost all of them. Uh, when it comes to education, I have no limits. I don't care about the price tag of anything educational, whether it's a seminar, whether it's an educational course. You do give me the price, I don't know, uh, half a million dollars for this course. I'll take it, no problem. Because for me, education is always an investment. I see it as investment. Mm -hmm. I see it as it tripling that money. So if I put a half a million in education, I'm going to get minimum a million, uh, you know, and uh, 500,000 back, right? For that reason, for education, I have no limits. Because for me, you can never learn something too much, right? 
So that is just about the personal values. And for me, that's what matters. So if I wanted to say to which things I spend money on, you can actually check out, you know, know these things by looking at your bills. Because I, do, I literally do this at the end of each month. I look at, you know, all of my expenses. I use all of my, you know, bank accounts from different countries to see what I actually spent money on. And it almost always uh, comes down to education. Uh, it comes down to health and fitness, you know, healthy food, high quality nutrition, and supplements and vitamins, all that stuff, which I, for me, there's no limit. Health, healthcare, you know, visiting doctors, uh, getting appointments, checkups, and of course, uh, for things that directly help me, like traveling, uh, clothing, and so on. But I uh, rarely spend money on things that are absolutely useless because for me, that's not gonna change me, right? It's not gonna make my life better. And if I ever do it, I'm doing it with the intention of impressing others, and that always backfires. Because the worst way to get other people's admiration is to do it directly. It's like, oh, tell me I'm so great. Check out my car. Oh, I'm a piece of shit. And I feel empty from the inside. Please mm -hmm. tell me I'm good. Please look at my Lambo. Oh, no. Please like it, too. This only shows a big hole inside of you, right? So any purchase I make, I make because of me. Not because I want to show it off or because I want others to say, wow. Because I believe that the best way to make up, you know, your mind about your expenditure is to ask yourself, is it for me? The next thing you want to buy anything. I'm pretty sure you did not buy those cool gadgets for mining because you wanted to show off. Like, oh, check out. No, you want it for you. Mm -hmm. uh, you spend money for education because of you. And when you spend money because of you, because of utility and really what, what you are passionate about, that is, I think, the right expense. But unfortunately... A lot of the times we don't buy things because we want it for us. Many people prefer uh, basically uh, Android to iPhone, but they mm -hmm. have to buy an iPhone because that's, you know, that's going to be cool. Or I myself, mm -hmm. I, I, I always get the latest iPhones because I love iPhone, but I never buy the pro version. Why? Because I hate to say like, oh, my camera got, my, my camera got three lenses and yours got only two. <laughs> That's just so pathetic, which is why I intentionally uh, always buy the latest iPhone, but I always buy the basic version to make sure that it's not a luxury expense. I just use it for utility, for the latest hardware, for the latest you know, uh, benefits that comes with uh, the, the latest iPhone but I never go for these pro, pro max, all these crap basically. Why? Because my intention is always one thing, utility, not show up with money. All right. I think that sums it up. That's, that's a perfect way to, perfect place to stop. Uh, is there anything you want to add or we're good? Well, that was a very good discussion, my man. And I enjoy talking with you about these two things. We already, already mentioned. Uh, we have this luxury approach to life and we have this minimalistic. And as we probably know, the best approach is somewhere in the middle. I don't recommend our list like Daniel said I should have abandoned. Okay, I'm going to live in a cave. I'm going to drink goat milk for the next two years. So that is not, of course, effective, right? Money should be spent. That's how economies function. But the question is, why do you spend that money? So next time you made any purchase, whether it was, I don't know, whatever item you wanted to purchase, order online, ask yourself, am I doing this for me? Or am I doing this to impress other people? Do I really need a, you know, uh, for example, the, the latest and the, uh, you know, the, the most expensive version of this item? Or is it just to say that I have it, right? And above all, please be aware of the, the prices. Manage your budget. Maybe this item is really cool, but you have to have money left for savings, for investments and other things. You know, living by the formula of wealth implies that you must always make sure that your expenses are less than your income. Most of us, we're the exact opposite. 
We always spend what we earn. And if our income goes up, we increase our consumption. And that's why most of us are never going to get rich. So ask yourself, have I saved enough money uh, for a future you know, retirement or for some investment or for buying real estate or buying stocks or investing in cryptocurrencies, whatever it is, or no. I just, all my friends have the latest Pro Max. I want to get the Pro Max too, even though it's my entire salary this month. But dude, that's a huge mistake. You can make that, you know, uh, purchase right now, but you're going to regret that a couple of months down the line when the rent is due and you don't have the cash and you have to work with people you don't like. So you're going to hate your job. You're going to do some job you hate just to have that freaking phone. Are you kidding me? So for that reason, be aware of what your, you know, a budget really is like. Make wise decisions and always ask yourself, am I buying this for me? Or am I buying this because I want a certain type of reaction from other people? Because if you buy it for you, that's always okay. No problem. But unfortunately, a lot of our purchases, especially the ones that are luxury, are not for us. We are not really doing that because we need it or because we want it or even because we like it. I know some people who hate sports cars, but they have to, you know, keep up with the Joneses because this other guy who's also a banker has it. So why not? And they hate it. They're like, oh gosh, this car is so fast. And so, oh shit, I hate it. But you know what? I got to keep the image. So ask yourself, is it really for me or, or, or for the other people? Because the worst thing you can do in your life is to buy things you don't need with the money you don't have to impress the people you don't even like. That's like the worst uh, side of you know, capitalism. And please, if you're now listening to us, avoid this approach as much as possible. Hey, no, that was great. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think uh, we should live by that uh, every day of the week and every week of the year. All right. Thanks again, Dan, for joining us for another fantastic conversation. My pleasure. And thank you, everybody, for listening and tuning in. Uh, and if you have any thoughts, feel free to share it with us. You know where. You know how. All right. Until later episode. Have a good evening.